get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Talking all things cannabis with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint infused with a bit of that, a bit of this. It's all part of the experience of life. Thanks for tuning in. You ready to begin? Then welcome to the PMP. Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's on. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's the Pop Moms Podcast. Oh, it's on. Hi, it's Kate, your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I hope you're having a great day today. So in this episode, um, so we usually talk a lot about moms and what we do as moms, what we smoke as moms. Right now, Cole decided to wake up early, so he's helping me record this intro. Is your toy stuck? Yeah. Do you want some help? Yeah. How do you ask for help? Please. Please. And then what do we say? There. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Bendy. So, yeah. This week on the Pop Moms podcast, you're going to meet Tommy Pappas, aka Uncle Tickles, aka New Dad. Uh, Tommy and my husband have been friends for 35 years. They actually went to kinder care together. They've had quite the epic friendship and they've had a lot of laughs. Um, it's honestly been pretty damn precious seeing them grow into being the dads that they are today. Um, we have a seven-year-old, four-year-old, and two-year-old, one of which you just heard from. Um, and Tommy has a one-year-old and is about to be a dad um, again early this year. So as if bringing another creature into creation isn't enough, he's also launching his own podcast called The New Dad Podcast. If you hear that clicking noise, it's not just in your head. It's Cole again. In this crossover episode, Tommy talks about his first epic time smoking weed, his favorite kids' foods to eat high, parental food norms, and how to maintain a shred of the person we are while trying to raise kids to be the kind of people we'd like to go to Vegas with. And he'll have you in stitches. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pop Moms Podcast. Go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed um, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play, on anywhere that you can stream. And if we're not on your streaming platform, drop me a line. Podcast at gmail.com. And speaking of email, um, go to our site, www.popmomspodcast.com, and sign up for our email list. Um, We're going to be doing a lot more with that this year, so we'd love to be able to connect with you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to uh, the crossover episode with Tommy, and I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Can you say bye, Cole? Bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say have a great day. Okay. That's enough. You can't can't make them do much more. All right, dude. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're live. All right. Awesome. Good news. I just found an orange in my kid's closet, which is currently where I'm taping because I'm running a laundry load. 
So um, I don't know the last time we've had oranges. So it's pretty (laughs) impressive that there's like some good, really squishiness to this. I mean, I don't know if I should be worried or impressed with the little cutie orange business. Well, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, is it like a full-size orange or is it a cutie? No, it's a cutie and it's just one singular section. Oh, <laughs> just like a little, a little sliver. Right. So it's like, but but it's like, it's like winter break. So like, I haven't packed a lunch in over a week. <laughs> so again, this is just, I'm going to save it. Maybe it belongs in a museum. How possible is it that it's like a, a sliver of a, a cutie they were given over winter break and they've just maybe misplaced it? Um, I'm going to give it a 25% chance because I do the majority of the grocery shopping and I haven't seen them, um, for a week or two, but Hey, who knows? Another, another mystery for another day. Um, so super excited that you're taking time here. I know that you've been in the midst of kind of launching your own situation, which like, I could not resonate like that, not recording or any of those things with more (laughs) because I like, I had an entire, like, I will, first off, I had this awesome thing with Mike and it was like, it was so good. It was like Mike's story about the time when his mom drove you guys to get weed from a golf course (laughs) and it was so good. And I lost it. And I like, I'm not even kidding you, Tommy. Like I, I shut down my computer a hundred times. I restarted it. I saved other things. Like you'll just get the hang of it. And like, what I found is like when it's gone, like sometimes it won't be recreated, but you can still get like the gist of it other ways. But like when Mike told me that happened, I was like, I got nothing but love for Tommy. That sucks oh. so bad. It's it, so disheartening. It's like yes. your, your heart just falls out through your asshole. Like immediately. It's like, I mean, I don't know how to, I mean, it's, it's a multi-layer butt fuck because yep. you end up feeling bad for the content if it was good and in this case uh you know the screen time episode was so good um and then you feel bad because you have people who like spent their time right you know and it's um you know in in mike's case it's like a little easier he's your husband you basically probably tell him when he's accessible but like with you know for me asking mike i know that entails asking you to kind of like pick up some extra slack on the the nightly bad duties or in general's case he's got a wife with five kids right now he's got like um, a gaggle of children right it's insane <laughs> so like I, I know it's not you know and that's kind of like the idea behind behind new dad is like uh you know becoming a better dad doesn't mean just like how you interact with your kid right it, it, it impacts it's about how your interactions go with the people all around you, like your wife, your friends, your, uh, your family, all of that stuff. Your kid sees that and they learn and they pick it up and then they repeat it, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I felt devastated. I mean, it was, and, and not only that, but it's just like you have, while you're, you know, when you know you're getting good materials, you know, like you, you, there's like such this, uh, positive like I, I it's hard it's almost like being on a drug you know really um you're just I, I, it's really hard for me to explain i get such a fucking rush out of it you know and that for that rush to come crashing so hard to realize you have none of it or just in my case just my audio which is so, even creepier than nothing <laughs> i was telling mike that i thought that you guys should um just like like not ad lib but like you should like re-record it but not like um have it be the same 
same exact thing and then just display the audio through like over the movie and have it not match up with their mouth like at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my first suggestion. I was like, hey, guys, don't worry, minor error. Uh, I didn't have any of your audio, but I'll just dub your shit over it. Don't worry, it'll be awesome. That happened with like the first <laughs> phone interview I did. Is like it kept so I tried to do it through Google Voice and uh-huh. it kept hanging up and it kept hanging up. And I mean, I was sitting next to my router, so like I was uh-huh. pretty confident that like I had. I was just like, you must. Like, and it's so embarrassing. And I get what you mean because it's like having to ask someone like to do it, like to be on it in the first place. Because like I don't know, I get jazzed when I get asked, but like totally, I don't know how yeah. everyone else is like that. And so I have to assume that they're not because like everyone's busy and whatever. So yeah, when I heard that happen, I was like, hey, if it's the only one, at least it's the first one. And like you know, it's it's like it's good to kind of get it out of your system the first time because I just feel like you evolve so much throughout those first couple episodes. So oh I'm super it, excited to like listen and to to watch and to hear. Well, and I've talked to some other people, and they're everyone's been you know everyone has I think everyone who considers themselves or is a content creator in some regard has a story like that. But with scared me was like a lot of the other people's stories I, I consider mine very user error right like I, there's a lot of steps that could have probably been taken to totally prevent what happened to us um but like they're talking about legit technical that we're like oh yeah you know like i needed to get one browser that was that only does audio and one browser that was doing the video but it wasn't doing the audio and then i had to match you know so i'm like what am i going to do when i get to that point uh, right. But I guess part of it's just like doing something first and then getting it out there. And then you can, like you said, you learn. And now I've technically record, recorded three episodes. And yeah, That's like smart. This, this episode, uh, which is going to be the first, was uh, hands down the best, not in terms of content, but as far as, you know, how I felt as far as comfortable in front of the camera and, um, just getting kind of falling into the groove of what I, how I envision it and how it's like coming off. That's cool. I, I dig it, dude. Okay. So let's hop right into it. Like, okay. So can we use your name? First of all? Yeah. Yeah. Let's awesome. We are talking with the Tommy Pappas. There is no other Tommy Pappas, even if they share the same name, there is only one of you. Um, Tommy. Uh, so my husband, Mike and I got married in Jamaica and like, this is just one story that like perfectly emulates you but um you brought a raccoon skin hat to jamaica in may and you wore that thing like it was a religion i mean it was like it was always on your head i think i have a picture of you in our wedding album sitting in a like a pot of like a flower pot oh you certainly do you certainly do but i i'm uh and you know um because of certain things I imbibe in my memory sometimes can betray me, but <laughs> I, I want to say I uh, not only wore the raccoon hat, the raccoon hat, um, there was, I know I for sure was wearing a crop top. Uh, yep. What do you call when they have the holes perforated, but there's probably a oh, yeah. mesh. The clothing like mesh. mesh. Yes. That's the word. A crop top mesh top. And, um, you had your toenails painted. Your wonderful, yes. wonderful wife, oh who I don't God. want to use her name unless she wants me to. She painted your toenails beautifully. Well, the Jamaican beautifully. flag. The Jamaican you flag. In, you guys got married in Jamaica. They were painted for the Jamaican flag. And really, I think I, I, I don't want to hijack things here for a second, but uh, 
I think hijack the, it. Do yeah, it. Let's just I think talk. The, the best pot story regarding your wedding, and I don't. Uh, I I I'm I'm a listener, so I don't believe it's been told. So, um, breaking news here. It's Jamaica. It's in a lot of our minds the home of marijuana. Like they have, <laughs> we, we, we like as a high school kid. You got stoned. You listened to some Bob Marley. I mean, Sublime. But like, I consider I like I, for, for better or worse, like the two are are parallels in my mind: Jamaican and marijuana. So we I don't all, think you're I, alone. <laughs> I'm alone. I'm the only one on the planet. So of course we. All, Every single person, every attendee, and, and you, you and your your wonderful, beautiful husband, Mike, you guys have lived these uh, these great lives that you guys have kind of. And I guess that time you guys were really kind of pretty central to some Wisconsin, but you had a pretty good variety of friends. I felt like you know, like from walks of different stages in your lives. So uh, there was this point where everyone's getting to know each other. We're all doing that dance that 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 you kind of talked about i I believe was episode two where you're getting to know someone you kind of want to ask if if you're getting you know if they're cool if they smoke it turns out everyone pretty much smoked weed and (laughs) everyone bought their own weed and in jamaica you get swag so everyone had these like personal ounces and at the last day the breakfast uh there was no possible way with everyone having their own ounce there was almost this like uh, Godfather-esque scene where everyone bestowed upon you and Mike the leftover ounce that they had bought from a jet ski guy or in a random gas station bathroom. Um, and I mean, I'm curious. Do I like? Did you guys think you guys had close to a pound when when we all left? Because it well, was all I know is we smoked it all. We just like never crazy. stopped. I mean, like, it was to the point where, like, these joints were, like, comical. Like, I wish that, like, Instagram was, like, or that I would have, like, oh, I guess I would have never posted on Instagram back then. But, like, I mean, we just rolled these ridiculous, like, the housekeepers, I think, were, like, <laughs> because we would just have these huge piles of, like, roaches. But we were, like, we don't even want to smoke that because, well, and then it was funny because, like, it, stupidly enough, so we were, like, there was this one time we were like sitting in the, we were buying weed from one of the guys who was like serving us breakfast because that's just kind of how it happens. Totally. And he brings it to us and Mike, he brings it to us in a napkin and uh, Mike takes a look at it. And he's like, God, cause he tells this guy, he's like, listen, dude, we smoke a lot of weed. Like we've been getting, we have, we have a ton of swag. Like he used like, he, like in the episode where I said, like, I want like this much weed. He used like, all the like the span of like a, a bent thumb all the way up to a slightly bent middle finger. Like we're like we have this much weed, but we just want some good weed. Like do, can you get us some good weed? And he's like, oh yeah, I got that. You know Bob Marley. You know, and we're like, okay, humor me, right? Right. So he brings it back. Mike takes a look. He's like, God damn it! And so he puts it back on the table and like literally just like. I've Mike worked in the service industry and I have never ever like seen him put his hand up to like call someone back and he was like, This isn't happening and we just like we didn't even finish breakfast. We just were like, I can't, I can't. So then so then like somehow I remember. So do you remember the um place that we um all like did you end up going to Scotchies? It's like a local place down there that serves jerk chicken with like the banana leaves over the grills and like the whole like really traditional Jamaican I'm- I'm pretty sure I did not make it off the location. Any and of that's, those yeah. And so, uh, and so, cause I you had to like basically, that entire weekend. you basically had to pay someone to like take you off site 
and to go to one of these and sit with you. So like we had, di- we had dinner with our driver and he was like totally dope. And we were kind of telling him just like our frustrations. We're like, listen, like we get it. Like we were our tourists and whatever. Like we just want some like good weed, like even just like a little bit of it. Yeah. And he goes, we'll trade you a pound for right. a fucking grand. Right. I'm like, you can resell this. <laughs> yeah. We didn't do anything to it. Take it back. And so we ended up going on this ride to like, the middle of like Ocho Rios, like not where they let you off the cruise ship, not where our resort was, not in, near any resort. And at one point I was like, oh shit, like maybe this wasn't the best idea. And I was like, I don't know. We dined with this dude. Like he seemed kind of dope, but the whole entire time in my head, I was like, fuck, I might die. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this might be it. But yeah, then I, he comes back and he brings this little package of tinfoil and it, we overpaid for it. And it was, like what we were looking for so we were like all right like this is going to be our first blaze of the day because after that you know it's kind of just like building on it afterwards yeah it was cool and we finally got it totally yeah oh my god and and you get that because you are kind of paying like the tourist tax right oh hell yeah i'm like we will pay you whatever you want yeah (laughs) And speaking of those obnoxious joints, I specifically remember one, like, afternoon sesh where we dipped from the pool. It was not our room, but I want to say it was Paul or Dolphins. Um, and we literally used the newspaper to roll a joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Was, girl. I know. All right. So, Tommy, you're doing this amazing new initiative, and you're doing your own podcast, which you're honest to God, and I am not trying to toot your horn, like, you are one of the funniest people that I know. Like every single time that I see you or that you and Mike talk or like I'm around you, like your comedy is just like, it's just contagious. Like you're hilarious. That's why when you were like, you know, talking about how you were nervous about doing it, I was like, dude, you're way funnier than me. Like, and for some reason, someone's listening to me. So like, tell us about it. Well, I'm, A, first of all, thank you. Uh, I'm very much someone who feeds off the people around me i'm really only as funny as the people i'm talking to so uh if i'm around you and i'm pretty hilarious that's normally a reflection that you and the people that you're hanging out with are hilarious um so thank you yeah yeah, well yeah (laughs) kudos to you and mike uh, Let's just have this whole episode us commenting or complimenting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got a very emotional base uh, strand I'm smoking right now, so I'm. Really Ooh, tell us about it. Oh, um, actually, it's an indica. Uh, I get. I, I won't. Uh, yeah, I, I. Actually, it's really interesting the timing of of this episode too, because in We're about two days. Uh, in about, well, less than two days, about 24, a little more than 24 hours, it's going to be legal here where I am in Illinois. Wow. Um, so we still have to smoke underground. I'm, I'm, in a, <laughs> I'm in a bunker deep underneath the ground where no one can find me or locate, uh, you know, anything that I would be doing. But no, um, yeah, it, it's, I'm smoking this, this, I can't even remember the strand of it, but it's an indica and it does make me very emotional. Um, I am doing a, a the New Dad podcast. I recorded the first episode tonight. Woo! I, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, the audio actually recorded. We were talking a bit offline about some of the content creators' struggle with lost audio or just um, lost content in general. So that's exciting. I actually had your husband and another good friend of ours, Adam Jenrick, on 
Uh, we recorded two episodes, only one of which I, I still have because of that lost audio. Um, and we're going to be recording another one that's going to air as our second episode on screen content. And it's just a podcast for dads and moms and really anyone. It's called New Dad, but like I said, for anyone who has kids and is dealing with that that daily struggle to not only uh, get through the day, but try to be someone that you want your kid to look up to. And sometimes I find myself at the end of the day knowing I could have uh, done a few things better than I did. And, and this is just about uh, – looking at that and, and, and how to tackle it and, and hoping that people realize that if I can do it, they certainly can because I am kind of just like a human piece of shit that has Oh got my God. Stopping you right there. I'm not yeah. even going to let oh, you yeah. go down that self-deprecating yeah. alleyway. No, okay? no, because no, it's but... so not true. Tommy, you're a great person and oh, yeah. I'm not no, even no. going to let you. No, no. But the point is, like, most people are naturally more gifted than I am. So if I, if, if I can take these small – and it's being just self-aware. And, um, you know, a lot of us are aware of those things. But it's just – again, it's, it's easy to just do what we keep doing, right? Um, and so yeah. it, it's my journey. We have uh, – most of the episodes don't focus on that, ironically – uh, once, like one of every four, we'll we'll talk about my goals and my progress and those things. But the other three episodes for the month are going to be me talking to awesome dads like your husband or or other dads across the country who are a lot again a lot smarter and a lot more knowledgeable, either because of their time being a dad or their number of children or just their capacity for wisdom than I am. I love sharing it. I feel like parenting can be so isolating because, like, we go through our entire lives, like, only having to, like, necessarily take care of ourselves. Maybe it's our friends sometimes. Maybe it's our significant others sometimes. But then all of a sudden, like, you know, you, you have this little, like, creature where you're like, fuck, like, I literally have to make sure you don't die. And how oh. do I do that while, like, raising you to not be a shithead human and, like, just maintaining, I don't know, like, an ounce of who we used to be? Totally. And, and, and the podcast gets into that. And a lot of it focuses on like the life balance side, you know, it's not just about, and, and ironically, there's really very little about being a dad in there. You know, it's a lot about all the stuff that if, if you make those, you know, if you concentrate on yourself, if you really commit to hobbies and other interests and, you know, cultivating your friendships and, also being a good husband or wife or spouse or, you know, partner, um, really being a good dad is that's what that, all that stuff's about, right. Or being a good mom, yep. that's what it's about. And smoking weed makes that stuff a lot easier in my personal life opinion, because, um, you know, I, I'm someone that certainly can find those things to weigh heavy at times and and it does just take a little bit and and you know like you could use my wife's name totally because she doesn't smoke weed at all that's uh, right you know she would prefer to you know have a little sip of wine and there's you know really no difference or someone whatever your vice is really like however you find a way to release that and i'm mm -hmm. uh, exploring all the different avenues but this is one that's worked very well for me and um and i'm you know, I've found myself to be a much better person with it than I was before. And that's like kind of exactly what it's all about. It's like finding that thing. If it's if it's exercise, if it's meditation, if it's pot, if it's, you know, a, a little bit of alcohol, like I just, whatever's your thing, like just don't, 
don't feel like it's a bad thing. I mean, I went so long with feeling so much shame for being like, a, not. it's kind of like weird being a female that smokes pot. Um, and I mean, like I was always friends with a lot of guys. So maybe that was, you know, one of the reasons that kind of opened that door. But um, then you throw mom in there and everyone's mm-hmm. like, like, I mean, you're, you should be wearing an apron, you know, like right. where's your, where, you know, and that's just like never been me. So to be able to kind of like find my voice through this, and then, like, all of the, like, oh, my God, just wait till you get, like, the first, like, person that you've never met before telling you, like, how much it's changed your life. Like, that happened. And, like, I sat in the parking lot of the Dale Turner YMCA in Shoreline, Washington, and just, like, sobbed. Because I was, like, oh, my God. Like, this is not, like, I never knew that this is, you know, how it was going to how it's gonna go. Well, and, and I think, uh, yeah, it, the, this is probably a good time to mention this. So I was very anti-pot in high school. I was just, and and part of that, admittedly, was because my parents were avid, open pot users as we were growing up as kids, um, you know. And and Dare played into that a lot. You know, I'm, I'm not here to like say Dare was bad or good, but just just my personal experiences. It 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 wasn't a good or bad thing, but it definitely made me feel more shame about who my parents were. Um, and so growing up, and that I just, sucks. Yeah, you know, and I and so growing up, growing up, I I hated pot. I didn't like it. I didn't want to smoke it. And the and to be totally honest, the very first time I smoked pot was with your husband, uh, and 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 a few other really close friends who will be on uh, the New Dad podcast. Um, one of which may appear with your dad. Um, and we were actually visiting the college that your husband eventually went to, uh, or to go to St. Norbert's College. We're at St. Norbert's College. It was a St. Patrick's Day party, and at that time, I was like 215 pounds of pretty solid muscle. I was an all-state football player and a pretty big dickhead and all-around douchebag. Um, by my own, you know, I that's what I feel like looking back and kind of seeing myself as who, and, and knowing who I was at that time. I mean, I, I still had all the things that I, I have now that I think make me a great dad and a great husband. But I, at that time I was, you know, as a lot of us are, we get caught up with superficial things. So, oh, it's just a um, defense mechanism, man. Like that's how we can survive. And what, things that we're not comfortable with are like, if anyone's a dick, like they're just not comfortable with what they're doing or like there's like some aspect of their life. And I feel like once you understand that, like, the concept of like someone being a douchebag, like you can have just a little bit more empathy for him. Cause you're like, Oh shit, you're going through something. Aren't you? Okay. All right. For but. sure. For sure. And, and, and in my case, you know, like I was really like on this, I, you know, there was really nothing I, you know, at that time that was going to like allow me to drop my ego a little bit, you know, or, or see myself as I was, truly acting, you know, because you have your ego up in it and it allows yourself to kind of fool you into thinking you're someone that you're not. And, uh, and so I was just like, I was a little obnoxious and we were at a house party and I was drunk and I was out of control and my friends looked around and they knew that I, there, there was, I was just at this point of no return and they could, they, they just couldn't control me, but they also knew if I continued on that path something really bad was going to happen, meaning we were going to get beat up by a bunch of college kids or I was going to, who knows what. So they devised this plan to take me uh, back to the room we were staying at. They were going to get me high for the first time. And they're like, that should put them down. Um, <laughs> and, and like, long story short, like I got super fucking high. Like these guys 
you know, you know, manipulated my mind, and and uh, and, and I and I sat there and I got the spins, and I threw up all over this four-person college room. It, were, it was a dorm, and I threw up everywhere. And uh, but here's the deal: they they got me high. I had to lay down. I was on, I was having the spins. I'm sure people who smoke weed, if they think back to the to some of those first times they they smoked weed and drank. Oh yeah, I'm they, raising my hand in solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> you can fucking remember. I think most weed smokers have a spin story, and so this was happening to me hard. I mean, but be, before the spins come the laughs, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome, and you don't get those sort of laughs without the spins. So, uh, you know, it's I feel uh for. People who are watching the show Witcher on the Netflix right now, um, there's this theme of magic. There's like a balance to it. Like you can get something really great, but you have to give something. And this character, Yennefer, she becomes beautiful from a hunchback, but then she has to give up her ability to have children, which I think is relevant to a Pop Moms podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so like, you know, the the laughter is the, the good, but – you know, you get that awesome laughter and those like giggles. Oh, you're gonna go probably throw up later. Um, so they left before the throw up happened. Like they, I was no like, way they abandoned you. Well, no, in their defense, in their defense, I was just like laying there, like you know, someone who was stunned and laughing to myself in the bed. And they're like, "All right, I think he's good," and they left. Uh, so that threw up everywhere. And then I got embarrassed about throwing up all of this like person who I didn't know's room, and I ended up like going to sleep underneath their uh, table, so not not anywhere that was really <laughs> visible, but still at the same time, I knew if my friend came home, I could like, be like, guys, I threw up from this But here's, here's how that plan backfired. They all came back from the party, and they thought, like, where I stayed, but they immediately didn't see me on the futon they left me on, and then they looked in the bed of the bedroom and I wasn't there. They just saw a ton of throw up. Then they looked outside and they saw a towel hanging in a tree of throw up. And they're like, Oh shit, he's out and loose. So they spent like three hours looking for me. Uh, until they finally came up and gave, like they gave up looking for me. They came back to the dorm and, uh, they came back very dejected and like very worried and like I could hear them. Like I woke up as they came in. I didn't wake up the first time, but I woke up this time, and uh, and I could hear them like he's probably in fucking jail. Like he's got the other He's like he's always doing this shit. And I was like, hey guys, They're like oh, whoa, whoa. just rolled out from underneath the table. They're like where have you been? I mean, I've been I'm sleeping under this table apparently. Well, napping up. Yeah, um, but it was it was that'll. Like, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that the weirdest part after was like seeing the aftermath because they lived in this like quad type thing where there was trees growing up from the courtyard in the middle of the quad. And this one, tree, like I had made this really feeble effort to clean up all my throw up with these, people, these poor people's bath towels. And then I threw the towels over the courtyard thing, but they all got stuck in the tree like really <laughs> Christmas ornaments. Um, so I just remember like walking out the next day and seeing like five to six towels in the tree, all puke stained, and um, it just really added to the shame of my first my first time smoking marijuana. Uh, but after kind that, of amazing. I, I loved it. After that, I got really into it because um, I found that it actually made me less of the emotional highs that I I suffered from. The highs and the lows, I they kind of evened out and made me a, what I envisioned to be a more likable person. That's kind of cool. And honestly, like uh, them 
having to look for you for a couple hours is oh. like um, equal to when you get into really intense hide and seek games with your kids. And <laughs> we were at a park the other day, and I swear to God, I mean, I was like, oh fuck, we lost the kid, we lost the kid. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like this was my worst nightmare. And then he was just in this really dope fight, but and like wouldn't oh. come out because he hadn't won any of the rounds. And so he was like, nope, I'm sticking at this. And so yeah, it's it's really all training. All of the things we put our oh. friends through is just all training to be a parent. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I saw that in action. Uh, we have these this concept that's popping up. These like coffee houses that have like play areas, uh, more so than like a McDonald's play area. Yep. You know, I don't know if they're really big in. I'm going to one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're like awesome, right? They're like mm-hmm. some of them serve booze. I was gonna say they serve booze. It's like a bar. With, it's it's like it's basically like living in Wisconsin. <laughs> you yeah. just bring your right. shit to the bar. Like they might as well, yeah. Call call the bar. Like just make a chain. Call Wisconsin Bells and like call a night. Um, right. Yeah, these yeah these are great. But I saw it firsthand. A, a friend of ours, uh, the kid was like, they have these like little like houses and there's ladders that go up to like bigger houses. And we thought we had checked everything. It turned out he was just in like some little attic, like a little tiny and prank. Yep. Peeping out. Yeah, just hiding out. That's awesome. All right, so one thing I want to talk about today is um, we've talked about, like, how as a parent, like, sometimes all you have to eat is, like, your kids' leftovers, right? That sucks. But there's also the flip side of that is, like, you can, I guess, have, like, the permission from the universe back to buy ridiculous foods. So what is your – favorite kid food to eat when you're stoned or what's like the weirdest kid food you've eaten or like yeah yeah. i was gonna say like i don't even know if it sucks having to eat the kids leftover well when it's like half chewed mac and cheese yeah no like i'm i'm (laughs) I'm in it i'm in it like i have uh i'm not a picky eater i'll take uh today i ate a chewed up annie's fruit snack that he had chewed up taken out and then just stuck on the side of my face and (laughs) Just to, as a sign of dominance, I, I ate right. that in front of them. I own you. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's like, a, you know, it's a really easy, I have a top three, uh, number one, chicken nuggets, all day long, of all varieties, but especially of the McDonald's, and don't at me because I love them too, and it's one of my, uh, it's one of my passions, and I enjoy sharing it with my son. Uh Number two is mac and cheese. Uh, like if it's half chewed, if it's cold, uh, hot, you know, homemade box. I actually prefer the box condensed version. I think you know over. I don't know. I think always. And I would uh, mention gen- the generic version. I almost prefer over craft, which I really enjoy. Um, and then finally, number three is a grilled cheese. Uh, and that's something. Grilled cheese like, is delicious. And honestly, I didn't eat enough of them in my 20s and early 30s, really, like, throughout my life. And it's something we've made, we make for Chef all the time. And I was just – my mind was blown by how much I forgot I love a simple grilled cheese. And, not, and then you can doctor them up so quickly and easily. Um, it's just – yeah, it's my favorite, it's my all-time favorite. And I'm going to give a little uh, – you know, for the for the listeners out there that like a little tang and maybe a little spice in their life, uh, you I don't know if they're available everywhere, but we have famous Dave's Devil Spicy Top or uh, Devil Spicy Pickles, and I'll Ooh. put those in my grilled cheese. Oh my God, the 
the hot fire. That's one of my my new favorite uh, post post bowl uh, post any type of marijuana smoking uh, snacks. Go go get yourself. But but here's how you got to do it. You make a grilled cheese, right? Like you normally would, and then just peel the hot gooey cheese. So you have your back. You're looking at two slices open face, and put a, a just one of the pickle slices in each corner. Cut it in fours. You got a little pickle bite in each bite. It's, Dude, that's oh, dope. The next time so Pappas's and Flynn's are in the same place, we're having a grilled cheese off. Because oh, I feel like we could really expand each oh, other's minds that way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the way more people just need to connect. You know, grilled cheeses. Everyone right. probably. It's kind of like the ravioli or the. Uh, Gosh, the pierogi slash wonton, you know, like everyone's got a version yeah. of it. They all, everyone loves it. We just call it something different. It's the parent food. It's the parent, yeah. yeah. The parent Top version of, the border, of those. It's just called a quesadilla. Right. It's still a right. quesadilla. It's really it's just, it's I'll, dr- I'll, I'll eat it all day long. Yeah, that's dope. There was this one brand of cracker that I would buy with the intent of giving it to the kids, but I also um, just ate them myself. Um, they were like arrowroot cookies. Because I can't eat anything with gluten, which takes actually right. surprising. A lot of kids' stuff is not made with gluten, which is kind of cool. Um, so I loved those. But then at one time, I ate way too many of them, and I got really sick. And I was like, okay, noted. This is out of my system. I don't want to see these anymore. And they were like, they were like teether crackers, but they weren't like the yum, the num nums. They weren't those. Right. But and they were embarrassing that I like but, bowed an entire but they were an adult. Totally they were delicious. delicious. Oh, okay. Totally. I'm a big consistency person, and so, like, the consistency oh, okay. of it was just, like, it was melt in your mouth, and I'm like, this is delectable, and I'm like, this is a child's thing. Okay. I was going to say, but, so it's like, I was imagining more of, like, one of those, like, pretzel cracker, like, consistencies, but it's not that at all is what you're saying. It's no, more, it's like you bite uh, into it. It's almost like a shortbread, but then it just yeah, like yeah. melts in your mouth. Mm. It's perfect. But you oh. actually turned me back onto Gushers. Oh. I think you had Gushers one time over yeah. there, and I was like, oh, man, you know what's going back on that grocery shopping list? Gushers. And you know how many oh. of them are in a pack? Six. And you know how many my kids get? Maybe one each. <laughs> <laughs> my wife uh, is a huge Gusher fan, and, you know, like, I, was, I was always more of a Sour Patch Kid guy, but I, I'm now a full Gusher convert. They are delicious. They're in our house always. Um, and... That's again. It's like one one of those things. It's technically a kid snack, but we don't let the kids have it. It's just for mom and dad. Totally. But if anyone came in, you're like, oh, those are obviously for the kids. It's actually a good way of like um, bogarting it for yourself when your friends come over because they don't want to like take your kids' food. But like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and also I realized that made me kind of sound high and mighty, considering uh, you know I'd be remiss to admit that this evening I came home and my son, uh, I gave him half of a several Haribo gummy bears. So I'm not above giving my kid candy. Um, no, I think it's all about teaching the kids moderation instead of like having it be like abstaining from it. Like we, like the first five years of Mikey's life, maybe he didn't have McDonald's. And one time, like we were watching football and like, there was this commercial for Burger King on there. And he said something like very adult about how bad fast food was for you. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, listen, <laughs> like, okay, I get what you're saying. And I get that that's what we've taught you. But like, I ate it growing up once in a while. Mike ate it growing up. Like we're fine. And then oh. so I was like, okay, might need to rethink this. And so now it's really funny because it's almost like a delicacy for them. 
So like when we have birthdays or if they get like, you know, if we've been working on like a spelling, like developing good like study habits of spelling or whatever, and they get like a good like thing on the test or if, you know, they aren't total assholes or something, or if we want to bribe them, we'll be like, oh, like, you know, we'll go get you some food. What do you, what do you want? And every single time, McDonald's. I'm like, all right, I'm going to let you have it because it brings you joy. And at some point that's kind of what it's about. So. Well, and maybe like one out of every three times it's a potato, right? Well, there's usually a potato because <laughs> there's a French <laughs> fry. So True. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't sure if potatoes were welcomed in all forms or if she preferred oh, yeah. a specific type of potato. Oh, Allie is obsessed with all potatoes. Like, I mean, we have a potato sitting on our counter with googly eyes, a nose, <laughs> and a smile drawn on it that I don't like. I can't throw it away because I feel like it's like throwing a person away at this point. But, yeah, she's a hoot. She's really funny. She cracks me up. She's such a little weirdo. They all are. All kids are because they're just like, this is what I think, and therefore it's true. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's That's, a beautiful, beautiful little crazy thing. It is. I, so yeah, I, I dig it. I actually have a question for you, and I'm because you, I, you and Mike admittedly have, like, a much more healthy lifestyle than uh, my wife and I. And it's something that, you know, we – uh, you know, equal parts. It's like we want to, you know, and I, I think you touched on it. It's like we, you know, we want to be more healthy, but we also don't want to give it up completely. We also want those. It, it's important, I think, to have like treats, you know, whatever that may totally. be. Totally. Um, so like, and also just I think one of the the things being a parent is just facing judgment from other parents. Have you guys seen, you know, whether it be like with Mikey and as he starts to play sports and they have like snacks and he's going over to other kids places and spending time, you know, just have you experienced any parent shaming as far as like, Oh, you don't let your kid have this or wow. Okay. Because I, you know, I think about it a lot and we're, we're not there yet, but it's also like something I'm aware of. And I guess just apprehensive, apprehensive about I think we were a little bit harder on Mikey, but then, like, once you go to school, like, you can only control so much. And, like, we had this thing where we kind of decided, like, at birthday parties, they can just eat whatever's there. Like, we're not going to try to, like, be, you know, like, oh, no, you can't have that. And, like, because we don't have, like, juice at our house, but, like, juice is a very common thing. And, like, I feel I would never want to put another parent in a position where, like, they should think that we would think of them differently because we wouldn't ever. Like, we have friends that, like, Mike gives them a hard time on purpose because – he knows that it like totally bugs this my friend when when he does it. So we always now it's like an ongoing joke. But like there's absolute like especially like yeah. I mean there's I I've never gone to someone's house and been like okay he can't have that. And everyone's pretty chill about it. Like unless it's an allergy that we've come into contact with. Like I don't know. Right. It's just the big thing is just it's the moderation and like. I feel like the more of an emphasis you place on it, the more fucked up the kid's gonna have a relationship with food down the line. So that's, like, my big avoidance, especially having a girl, too. I'm like, shit, you're going to be getting so much stuff already. Like, I'm going to tell you to do whatever totally. you do. And, she, and Ellie's like, oh, she loves her belly. Oh, she just sticks it out, and she's like, look at my belly. And I'm like, don't lose that. I'm like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. But see, what's funny about kids is, like, the parts of your body you hate the most is the ones that the kids, like, love. 
So, like, you know, after I had coal, like, Ellie would look at the area underneath my belly button, which, like, I don't know, just sharing with the world, I guess. It looks a little bit looser than you'd like. And she points and she goes, I love that. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, thank God. The other day, like, she, I was, like, because sometimes, like, if we're trying to save time, we'll have, like, one of them shower with us. So Ellie was showering with me. And she looks down and she goes, mm, I just love your nipples. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Ellie. And then, but then it's, like, the conversation, she's like, can I kiss them? And I'm like, nope, you can't. You can't. I love you and thank you for loving a part of me that, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but you you can't you can't do that. I gotta draw the line there. <laughs> no, we're uh we're starting to like explore the beginnings of like teaching Chef about potty and how to go and and one of those things is I try to like, you know, when I have to take a pee, I take him into the bathroom with me and show him like this is what I do, you know. Oh and, yeah. He's, like, gotten super interested, you know, when it comes to the shake part. He wants to get involved. He's like, yeah. He gets a big smile. He's, like, reaching down. He wants to help shake. Mm -hmm. You know, in most things in life uh, that, you know, we're trying to show him. Learn by doing. Yeah, right. You know, because it's like, oh, we're feeding the dogs. That's how we feed the dogs. You know, we a lot. I think it's really important to have, uh, you know, especially at this age or, you know, this age for my son being, like, 18 months um that experiential learning you know learning by doing and hands-on and so you know it's you know even if it's stupid right like even if i'm just giving him a paper towel and he's rubbing the same two square inches and he's not helping to really clean up the mess he thinks he is right and he gets the concept of like okay we gotta or we're you know in the mornings when we're trying to get ready and especially for us expecting another child and that's one of the things that you know you guys yeah your shit's about to explode man right right and and you know uh for me i'm i'm the one you know, my wife works extremely hard she's we actually have a kind of a similar dynamic in in our household where you know uh lita's our breadwinner and uh you know like i still work and i have a full-time job but uh you know like in the mornings because she's up so early and she's off to work. Like I'm the one that's with chef and I'm getting him ready and I'm out the door getting the daycare and picking him up from daycare. And, and she does it on, you know, the days she can, um, which isn't, you know, uh, not, it's really like I do it. I'm doing it three days and she's doing it too. So it's not like I'm doing it substantially more, but um, you know, like, because of that, my anxiety about two is like thinking about two, getting them out the door, you know, yeah. getting them fed, you know, like, and I think that's where food becomes one of these things where, you know, part of it is like, as a parent, you want to feed them the best things possible. Right. You know, as a, even me, like where I don't eat, like, I'm probably going to like, no joke. I'm probably going to get off the phone with you and I'm going to order uh, Uber Eats from McDonald's because it's going to be the fastest thing to get here. And, uh, you know, I just recorded the first episode tonight I got home. My brother was watching my son today because his daycare is closed because of the holidays. I worked all day. I got about 30 minutes with Shep before put him to bed and started recording the episode too. When I get off the phone, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to eat. And then I've got to write 3,000 pages, 3, pages on the Witcher episode five. So, um, you know, it's, in, in, and I know you, you know, you're kind of like on a similar grind where there's just a lot on the mm-hmm. table. So, um, Sometimes it is just like a battle between how can I feed this kid well and efficiently and still not lose my job and do everything uh, that I need to do to have the balance that makes me happy as like a human being, not just as a mom or dad. 
No, and I think that's, like, really, like, just, like, giving yourself a break. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, going from one to two is really hard because you're, like, how can I love something as much as I already love this, like, thing that exists? And it's really, it's very hard to, like, yeah, just think about all that. So, like, I'm telling you right now, and I'll tell you every single time that I talk to you, like, you're doing what you can with what you've got. Like, as it goes to food, as it goes to your patients, as it goes to, like, anything. Like, just accept like just lower. I don't want to be like just lower your standards a lot. Well, right. But, but, <laughs> but just like, like lower typical, your expectations rather. But what does like the typical lunch, breakfast, and dinner look like in your guys' house? So we give the kids an option. They can eat what we're eating, or they can have what's. So this is this is kind of for all meals, but they have their choice of what we're eating, or they can have a a toad in a hole. Which Ellie loves <laughs> for some reason, which is literally a piece of toast cut in the middle and then a fried egg. Um, or a peanut butter and jelly. So you can either have what we're having or two other options, something that's quick, easy, like that's pretty much, that's it. Well, and I think that's, that's a, a brilliant solution, right? And, you know, especially once your kids get to that point where it's like, you know, they understand that's it. But I think another thing is like to get to that point, and this is something I need to work on, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm way too lenient as a dad, but, uh, you know, like, the idea of my kid knowing that he doesn't have to have what he's having because he can always grab me by my like index finger, pull me over to where the snacks are and say, snack, snack. And I'm going to probably give him a fruit snack or a granola bar or a yogurt or something like that. You know, at the end of the day, if your kid is fed, you're doing a great job. Like that's all I can say. Especially when they're little like that, you know what I mean? Like you just want calories in bodies. You want it to be healthy as you can, but like, I don't know, then buy like the the fruit snacks that are made with whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and we do, and we do, we get Annie's, which I think is one of the better versions. And uh, delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all, all fruit snacks are made equally delicious, but um, um, yeah, I'm not going to kick any fruit snacks out of bed tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. So, okay. So, so toad in a hole, um, peanut butter and jelly or whatever you yep. guys are having. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, like. I, but my guys, kids like bougie stuff sometimes. Like my yeah. son, they'll ask for a cheese plate. Like they'll ask for a charcuterie. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Which is awesome because I'm like, cool, because I kind of wanted that too. Yeah, let, <laughs> let mama pop, pop a bottle of cash. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and like, should we have some, like, well, so I, I can't eat dairy anymore. So I kind of just get like goat cheese versions of like, like I'll get a goat cheese brie. Or, or goat's milk, rather, goat's milk brie, or I'll get, like, a goat's milk cheddar or, like, some of those things. And, yeah, they'll sit there with their little, like, cheese knives and um, some strawberry jam, slap it on there. And, you know, at some point I'm like, okay, like, they're getting good stuff from the cheese. They have some crackers, like, you know. And then we'll do, we'll do grapes and apple slices, too. So it's kind of like a, they think it's, like, super special, but I'm like, joke's on you. You're getting a couple <laughs> food groups in there. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, and it, I like the the point that you're bringing up about like them wanting like asking for charcuterie is something I'm kind of blown away by, and I I haven't witnessed this with my own kids, but I've been super lucky. Um, in in that I'm like I've been able to be blessed with friends who are amazing dads and who all had kids before me, and I've been able to watch them and see how they've navigated this, but. Um, <laughs> Um, God damn it! I forgot where I was going with this. Got sidetracked with complimenting my dad friends. Um, shit! What was I just you saying? have to see what they that they have bougie tastes or making them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it's 
it's totally uh, – I've seen, like, friends who have kids that are, like, four years old using chopsticks, right? Yeah, dude, uh, that's my that, kids. Yeah, that like, like – and that's mind-blowing to me because my first piece of sushi was in college, you know, from – and I grew up in, in the Midwest, and I had – you know, I'm, I'm not from a super diverse family or background, and the, my area that I live, even though we were only an hour and a half away from Chicago, was not very diverse – so, you know, like we had meat and then we had a starch and then we had a vegetable and sometimes a salad if it was fancy and rolls. Um, so I, I never saw any of this, but our kids are seeing it and they're experiencing it. And so it makes me just really excited for what the future of food is. If these kids are growing up and at four years old, they're using chopsticks or they're asking for charcuterie or, you know what I'm saying? Or they know that like, Oh, I can't believe she's drinking a red with fish. You know, right? My kids are going to be like, I can't believe you're smoking a lavender Kush this early in the day, Mom. You know what that does to you, <laughs> right? You know, like, that doesn't pair well with these raw hot dogs at all, right? Uh, totally. I mean, it's just like one of those. It that's one of the things about food and kids that has really blown my mind more than anything is just seeing how much more that they're being exposed to than I ever was. And it's, I just think it's really cool. And like I said, I think it bodes really well for the culinary future. I'm really excited to be like a 50-year-old dude uh, eating food made by these kids who have just been, you know, like immersed in it from birth. It's going to be but cool. But, dude, we could go on a trip with our kids to solely eat food. Like, oh. that's in our wheelhouse. Like, that's dope. That's cool. Oh, I'm God. excited for that. Well, not only that, but like I, from a lot of what I've been reading and hearing through various podcasts, like that, like Vegas has become a family spot, which again, mind blowing to me. And a lot of it's centered around the food and entertainment. Yeah, totally. You know? And it's just about like people bringing their kids there, and you have these like, you know, it's kind of like when you go to an all inclusive to a certain degree. I mean, it's not all inclusive, but you know, you really don't have to leave the property for anything in a lot of cases. Yep, you're totally right. I'm looking forward to family adventures with the Pappas clan. Oh, I think my it's God. It's going to be fun. Uh, the, in my head, I've already planned, like, several vacations. and, and, and We'll really have to plan it, you and me, because Mike's not a good vacation planner. Like, not that he's not good at doing it. He just won't. Not just Mike. <laughs> Guys in general, I've noticed. That's fair. You know, uh, you know, and I think just women in general are better at it naturally, but – um, and, and, you know, I, I guess I don't know you intimately well uh, enough to know how well of a planner you are, but my wife is like one of those crazy planners, so crazy that it's like, it's become one of those things that if I'm not, if I don't become proactive enough that I'll like blink and I'll look at the calendar and everything will be filled. And it's like, Oh, I don't have, I can't do anything. Cause she's just that, you know, she's booking and making in and it's not like she's not asking me. She's like, Hey, are uh, we doing anything this week? I'm like, no, you know, and then it gets written in my calendar. And then sure enough, like I said, um, but like, God damn, our, like, especially Flynn and Buds and Generic, uh, I just, we, you know, we've tried a million times for years and years and we can't get in the same place at the same time. Like all four of us, it's been, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's terrible, but we're, uh, we're off one. So yeah, I get it's it. Have, it's it's going to have to be me and you. It's going to have to be me and you. Uh, you know, I, 
I, have I like feeling. loose plans. I don't need to be penciled in for every single time, but I like an idea of what's going to happen. So I feel like we could create something very chill. Yeah. It's just, I but mean, then really, also all fun. Need to be is like a, a place and a set of dates. And that's all I need. Um, right. Lita will fill in the place. That's um, fair. On all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we're actually looking at, although like every time I feel like we get more information, it seems like it's going to be. Uh, like a $20,000 trip, which would probably not be doable. Um, we're looking at doing Hawaii in September once baby number two comes. Oh, dope, dude. We should do that because, dude, oh, see, this is the cool thing about living in Seattle. So, like, you know how when you live in the Midwest, like, all your family vacations are to Florida? Because it's, mm-hmm. like, just everyone goes to Florida. Dude, everyone right. here goes to fucking Hawaii. It's really? just awesome. The Hawaii flights are like 200 bucks for us. It's like so cheap. Uh, so like, yes, we are in on that. Oh I haven't been to Hawaii. I want to go so bad. Let's make yeah. it happen in September. We can do, and like, oh, yeah, we'll do a new dad, Pop Moms podcast live yeah. well, from and Hawaii. And we're going to be traveling with Lisa's mom <laughs> and, and dad. It's like baby. Oh, that's there. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, no. <laughs> I have our babysitter, and I've, like, totally floated the idea by her. I was like, hey, dude, if we bring you somewhere and we get you your own place, would you want to watch the kids? And she's like, yeah. uh-huh. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what I did when I was a kid, too. I'm like, this is dope. Oh, my God. I get to go ahead and, like, go on this sweet vacation. I get all this stuff paid for. And then, yeah, why wouldn't you? It's, I don't know, dude. It's really, a great okay. deal. Also, well, we're already like, I mean, we've we've gone really far down the path of like uh, getting. I mean, we're working with a, a a woman who helped plan our Africa vacation. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'll, at least I'll, let us know dates and stuff. We'll reserve. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I'll, I'll get you all the information because we're looking at booking the place, or at least like selecting what kind of place. And if you guys are going to come, that might make it even more reasonable for sure. Yeah, um, let's talk about it. That's awesome. All right, uh, so before you plug I, all of – so I want you – I'm going to want you to plug all of the new dad tracks so that you can – so everyone can make sure how to tune in, where to find you. You're super hilarious. But before we do that, we started playing these new games. So yes. the game is Strain Name Game, a.k.a. Real or Fake Strain Name, a.k.a. Strain or Abstrain. But to make it even crazier and hard to follow – I have taken the liberty of doing special editions based off of which guests I'm talking to. So for you, as new dad, we are going to play Strain Name Game, and it is going to be the kids' TV character or pop Strain Name Game edition. Okay. So the first one, so I'm going to give you two names of strains. One is real, one is fake. One is related to a cartoon character. Okay. All right? So the first one is Spinelli Special or Grape Ape. Well, Grape Ape is a real strain. Well, yeah, I know. I had to give you an easy one off the front. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, you got one. You're on the yeah. board. Yeah, okay. All right, the second one, Jedi Kush or Invader Zim. Ooh, I'm going to say Jedi Kush is the real strain. Woo, you're two for two, Tommy. All right. The next one is Joker Nug or Peppa Pig OG? Uh, Peppa Pig OG. No, you got that one wrong. That's okay, though. You're still doing great. All right. All right. So the next one is Super Duper Sumo or Khaleesi Kush? Oh. Well, I'm, I'm a huge Song of Ice and Fire fan. so I know, dude. I have to go with Khaleesi Kush. That's the real one, man. I couldn't have done it any other way, really. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. This next one, is it Hannah Montana or Montana Silvertip? 
This is uh I'm also a Miley Ray Cyrus fan, so I don't want to get this wrong, but this one is hard. Um, can you repeat the strings? Hannah Montana or Montana Silvertip. I'm gonna go with Montana Silvertip. Dude, you nailed it. You got four out of five. That's the best that anyone's done on this show thus far, including myself, and I write them. <laughs> new dad, new year. New dad for the win. New dad, new That's year. Right. All right. Tommy, how do we get a hold of New Dad? How do we t- tell us all about it? So we just recorded the first episode. Uh, I, I'm hoping to have it out sometime next week. Uh, it'll be pushed out on all your uh, – I'm using the same RSS feed that Top Moms is. So awesome. uh, all the ways you can find Top Moms podcasts, you should be able to find New Dad. You can also find us on Twitter at the New Dad Pod, uh, Instagram, the New Dad Pod, Gmail, and uh, – you know, if you do listen and you're a fan, please do email in because we're going to have mailbags. I forgot to mention that in the first episode. We're going to have uh, mailbags every fourth episode, um, answering your questions, um, talking about topics that we may miss or, or you guys suggest. Um, and then our website, the newdadpodcast.com. Those are all the ways you can find us. And uh, it, I think that you know, it, it'll be an interesting journey, to say the least. So, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> well, I'm definitely I, looking forward to tuning in. I, I do promise that the episode with uh, your husband and our, our buddy Jenrick is, is top-notch stuff, and you guys will not want to miss that. I can't wait to watch him on the Internet. Oh, it's, he was looking good that night, too, he especially in the Swayze. Was it the Swayze shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we have that one. That one we got. That one we got, it's in the can, but we're going to reshoot the first one we did because it was magic. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's what he said. And that's true. I mean, you just got to go with it, man. You got to go with, you got to go with it and see how the room's feeling. I did the same thing. I tried to record the exact same thing and I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, God damn it. This is so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but like you said, it's something I think a lot of content creators go through and it's part of the growth and, um, you know, I think. It makes nailing it that much sweeter. Yeah, and you have to have a little bit of struggle for anything worthwhile in life, I think. So it is, yeah. Totally. Sweeter. I love it. Tommy, awesome. thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, dude. Okay, you're the best. Pod Moms Podcast rules. Thank you for Of course. Thanks, dude. I'll talk awesome. to you later. Mm, that's dope. See, I told you Tommy was awesome. Uh, make sure that you are subscribing to the New Dad Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and really anywhere that streaming happens. Um, they've got a hilarious YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, <clears throat> it's called New Dad Pod. Um, their Twitter and Instagram handles are also at the New Dad Pod. Um, and yeah, just check them out. He's really awesome. And we need more awesome people talking about some of the trials and tribulations of parenting. Um, have a great week and look for some additional footage coming out off of our weekly uh, cadence. We have Canacon today, so we're super excited to share our experience there with you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Mom.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.